no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. You have found the Sound Off on Sports Podcast for a Wednesday night. We're back in the sports cave tonight. I'm Jamie Johnson, joined by Byron Hall tonight. Last time we did a podcast, we got COVID. I mean, uh, well, you didn't, but I did. I'm sorry. Jeremy did. He didn't come back. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I guess, we, I guess we scared Josh off. <laughs> yeah, Josh was around. Hey, you weren't here, were you? That's oh. right. You weren't here. Hey, that's why I didn't get it. That's why you didn't get it. That's right. You were see, I've got the fog. Um, <laughs> so I, Jeremy got it. Josh didn't. I did. I. He might not want me to tell that. I'm, uh, I'm sorry, Jeremy. He's over it now. He's good. That's yeah, been, that's been a few weeks. Well, it was 15, 16 days ago. I mean, it's been a while. A little longer than that. It's been a little bit. Yeah, it's been a while. Listen, that, this Omnicron thing is everywhere so hey we're going to deal with it you know it's the look here it's the Barry Bonds of flus <laughs> <laughs> the Barry Bonds it's on stair no that's that super stealth version okay okay that's out stealth Omnicron got you um, I you know you might as well just laugh about it I mean we're all going to catch it it's, it's fine but that's alright Another edition of Sound Off on Sports Podcast tonight. It's presented by the Mountain Arts Center and Howard Family Pharmacy. I'm Jamie Johnson. This is Byron Hall hanging out here tonight in beautiful Martin, Kentucky, where we still have the Christmas lights in the background there. See over your shoulder there? No. Got the Christmas tree over your I can't, I can't over your left shoulder there. There you go. You see there? Yeah, like, his, his wire is uh, catching him up tonight, so he can't really turn around. Um, <laughs> it's not February yet, so they it'll come down by Valentine's Day. That's all right. You know, that's that's gotta throw, all right. Got to throw the hearts up then. Well, it looked good with the snow a few days ago, you know. I'm done with the snow. I'm done with snow. <laughs> Are you? Well, okay, I've, I've got about a two-week window that I like snow. It starts about December 20th to about January 5th, yeah. and then I'm done. And then you're kind of over I'm, it. I'm over it. Yeah, you're past your over period on the snow. Yeah, I'm done with snow. I'm okay with a little more snow, I guess. Uh, I, I actually like snow. so I like snow, too, but I don't like all the mud in your truck. You can't get it washed. and Oh, yeah, mine uh, My is, truck is nasty. I can't stand it. Mine looks white. It's black, and it looks white. Yeah, it looks white from mud uh, everywhere. and uh, it, That's a common problem, especially for us who have black trucks. White or brown. You know? It just depends on the... <laughs> Where you been, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a lot to get to tonight. We're going to talk some high school basketball. We had a big game last night over at Betsy yep. Lane. We're going to dive right into. Um, also, I put this in the title there, Byron, on the title tonight for the podcast. But it's we're going to spend some time on baseball. But we'll put that, put that at the end of the show. So if you don't like it, you can turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, we, we, we love baseball. We never talk deep about it. All right. But we will talk about why it's the Hall of Fame and not the Hall of Infamy. <laughs> Look up the words. Here, here's some homework for you. Look up the definitions of fame and infamous, and we'll go over the distinct differences <laughs> and how it applies to the Hall of Fame. And uh, and I've always been one of the, the guys that have said, 
you need to include everybody. Right. Uh, include Bonds and Clemens and the PEDs and Pete Rose uh, and Shoeless Joe. You know, it's all part of the history because it is a Hall of Fame and museum. Yeah. You know, we kind of forget that. But I think you could have the museum and also have the Hall of Fame right. together. Yeah. You know, just because the records can be in there, it doesn't mean that those guys need a plaque. Does that make sense? It does make sense. But what about Pete, you say? It's the it's the the oldest argument in sports radio is whether Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. We will revisit that just because in the second half of our show. But we'll talk tonight first for some high school basketball. And we saw a good one last night at Betsy Lane, yeah, Junior Newsom Arena last night. Yeah, good, good to be back in the gym. Good to see you. Uh, a good game between, uh, you know, we th- Betsy Lane. We know they're what they are. We kind of mm-hmm. interested to see uh, what Belfry was. You know, a little bit of controversy over there, anyways. Mm-hmm. But we also know that they got some good players. They got two really good guards, and they're a team that you know w- wants to make some noise. Demar J. Clark and Sal Dean, two excellent guards for Belfry, and uh, they were a man down last night. And Peterson, he wasn't yeah. there. So you throw him into the mix, that makes him a little tougher because he averages right around 19 or 18 points a game, too. Between the three of them, I think they're averaging like 60-some points a right. game. And, <laughs> and and then you had the first job, the first game for new coach Michael Hagee, who uh, no stranger to the program or anything, but uh, taking over for uh, Mark Thompson, who was removed by what what I had a source tell me, the superintendent of Pike County Schools removed him from the position on Friday. Hmm. And there there's no official comment from Belfry or from Pike County Schools, so we will leave it there. Uh, you can dive into the weeds if you want to about uh, what it could be or what it could not be. We're not going to do that here tonight. But um, best of luck to Mark uh, going forward. And uh, Belfry... Uh, Seemed to be rallying around last night, uh, Hagee and uh, their situation. Yeah, They got down last night by 11 points. Betsy Lane playing a starter down two last night. And uh, Andrew Kidd but had an 11-point lead at one point, and I, I think they gave this game away. I, I'm just going to be straight out. I think they gave the game away. What do you think? Yeah, I do too. I think they uh, had chances to really push it out. And second half, they came out flat. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, maybe even a little careless with the ball at times. Um, I think they had – I think it was somewhere around six, seven turnovers the second half after having three in the first. And, you know, Belfry didn't really change much. If anything, they just maybe a little bit more aggressive. A little more aggressive on the defensive end. They didn't hit the glass last night. Of course, that's Peterson's job, and he wasn't there. Right. So they gave all that up last night. But – you have the ball. Let's go to the end of the game. <laughs> so you're down, and you come. You come down. You're down by four, right? You're down by four, and you come down, and you take the three, which we had talked about getting a quick two yeah. or a three. I leaned to the three. You went for the two. Brady Robinson went for the three and nailed it on a good shot. A good look. It was a good, good look. look. Yes. And so now look, you're down one. And I got no problem. Like when I say go for the two, I mean I, that's fine. Because there's always that possibility you drive in, you can kick it. 
for the open shot. You right. only take the good the good shot in that situation. You didn't have to have the three, but if it was there, and, and it, it was, and it was, and got a really good look, mm-hmm. uh, cut it to one. Comes down. Uh, Clark misses the front end of a one and one. Got the rebound down one 30, 35 seconds, I believe. And the best shot, um, I find it hard to believe. And I know they got no timeouts, nothing to that. Well, okay. So they fouled real quick, came right. down, missed the free throws. Back down court with just over 30 seconds. Thirty, Roughly 30 seconds. And what no, happened? No timeouts. And it really, you no, know, Betsy Lane didn't feel like they were in a hurry at all. And hey. that, that's fine too. My the my hang up about the way the game ended was the best shot you could get was Brady Robinson coming from the left wing <laughs> all the way all to the way around all the way around three point line to the right corner to a step back contest a heavily contested fadeaway three pointer. That's the best shot you got. Two questions. All right, one. Go back to last Wednesday. We didn't do a podcast because we were at Lawrence County. What happened in that game with Betsy Lane in Lawrence County? Big Shot Bob showed up. <laughs> Trenton Atkins showed up and hit two big threes. Daggers. One to push the game into overtime and one to win it as they wound the clock down. Right. So they did. did that kind of play in the mind of Robinson maybe? I, in that moment? I don't think so. I don't think, think so? I think he was looking for an opportunity. Uh, I think he. I think he was. Maybe he got a little tunnel vision, thinking to do it himself. Yeah, and you know he he's earned somewhat of the right. He, yeah, exactly. I mean, down court before before he hits the shot. So and, I know and, it's in your mind. I can do this again. And how many and times? I'm glad you got a, a player that has that kind of confidence. But you also have to have that kind of confidence in your teammates. Well, how many times have we seen Robinson come down and hit big shots like that? In other games, you know, not only this oh, yeah. year, but Absolutely. the past couple years. So well, in the All A, yeah, I've got it's no, painful. I've got Huge no, game, you know, I've got no problem with Robinson taking the shot, a, a shot. Just uh, anybody taking that kind of shot going out of bounds. That's that's yeah. It's not a please. It's not a pick on him. It's the fact that that was the look you got fading out of bounds. Yeah, that and, was the only shot. And here's my second question: You had thirty plus seconds. Would you have went for a quicker shot? Maybe go inside real quick, see what comes up, and if you miss, you have time for a putback, rebound, foul, or other things that could happen. You know, I think that I think the th- one of the things I might have done different was, you know, maybe try to get a touch to Jordan Frazier around the free throw line in the high post. Right. Uh, let him, you know, see if he's got something. See if he's got maybe the high low to uh, Mims. Or possibly even let Robson throw it and move because then they have to account. You know, you catch. catch he catches at the high post. He can wheel and make the decision. Do yeah. I take it? Do I dump? Do I see somebody off a pick a screen, toss uh, it to them, make the shot? He well, gets right. to make a split decision. Yeah. But at least he's got options. Well, the other thing, though, is you get Rob, you can get Robinson open easier. Mm-hmm. Is if he can touch that ball high post, Robinson can read the defense to make a cut and a move to an open spot to get a really good shot as well. Uh, but, you know, they, they passed it around a little bit, and it just it was a slow-developing play 
and it never developed. Yeah, unfortunately it didn't, and the Bobcats fall last night 60-58 to last night. So, uh, And the game doesn't mean a lot in the grand scheme of things. No. I mean, obviously, uh, district play, they're still at number two. Uh, they would rather be number one. And they got an opportunity. And they have an opportunity for that. Uh, still on the way. They have some more district games to play. Uh, so we're we're only halfway through the district schedule. Right. But we are, we're down to, what I say, four weeks? Four weeks. Pretty much. Rather schedule. Uh, well, well, there you go. A few, I can't. Anyway. <laughs> we're, we're winding down. Yeah. And those games are coming up. The, the Floyd Central Betsy Lane rematch is on Friday. And this time it's at Junior Newsom Arena, weather permitting. And we'll be there, weather permitting, for the games. Uh, the girls' game is... Uh, will be tough for Betsy Lane. Boy, they really struggled. Uh, yeah. Another loss last night to Morgan County. Did you ever catch what Morgan County's – what was it? What was his name? Did you ever catch no, that? No, I did not. Uh, he had uh, he was rocking the uh, Maui Invitational shirt last night. It was a YN with basketballs. Yeah. <laughs> That's sweet. <laughs> I mean, and we're kind of going, check out that coach's attire. You know, we were, we were talking to um, – Wayne and those guys at PRG, and they were kind of like we were, you know, Charlie, you know, and all that. check out that guy's shirt. And, and I think Charlie said, well, they've won 18 games. And I said, Charlie, if they won 18 games, he can wear about whatever he wants to wear, maybe, you know. And then you saw how good they were, and I'm like, yeah, no problem if you're wearing a Hawaiian flower shirt, you know. Right. It kind of fit. I mean, Keeps the team loose, probably. I wonder if he does that every game. I don't know. I'd be <laughs> to track them down. They come back to the region. <laughs> we'll have to try to find some pictures or something of Morgan County's girls team. And I, and I don't know the coach's name, but uh, I like the I like the shirt. I like the look. It's, yeah, it kind of reminds me of Hager's Crocs. You know, I mean, you know, Sean Hager wears Crocs even if it's dead of winter. He's got Crocs on. That's, that's, right. that's cool. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, but anyway. Um, Floyd Central bounced back last night. Girls side, they got a win over Paintsville, 62-52, after losing to Paintsville at home. And that was a bad loss. That was a loss that shouldn't have happened. They had that game won and blew it, too. Uh, came back, bounced back, get that win last night. That's good for them. But uh, they needed to get back on the winning side. They lost yeah. uh, what, three in a row, and that had never happened in school history. And, well, you know, first time for everything. So, yeah, uh, But that's all right. Well, you will go through your highs and your lows. Yeah. Uh, regardless, you know, if you've got the best team in the region, you got the worst team in the region. Uh, you're going to have highs, you're going to have lows. Right. And, you know, how fast can you get out of the lows back towards the highs uh, is the is the thing. Hey, players have, you know, memories that just erase, so why not? Hey, I mean, get yeah. past it. It means nothing. Yeah, it doesn't mean nothing now. I, the thing is, though, you have Floyd Central chasing on the girls' side, Prestonsburg in the third slot, Bates Lane in the bottom, chasing Lawrence County. You have Lawrence County's boys on top, clear cut, Bates Lane chasing them. You have Floyd Central and Prestonsburg trying to fight for that third seed, uh, basically. They're going to be fighting for the third seed. So the team up north is uh, is owning the district right now. Right now. Right now. And uh, we'll, we'll see what happens down the road sound off on sports podcast tonight it's brought your way by the mountain arts center and howard family pharmacy we'll dive a little deeper into some basketball here uh, i had an article come up this morning that i found right. on a, a website out in western kentucky and we're going to talk about this article 
and uh, what it means for high school basketball. Just a little, a little thought, provocative thought. We'll go there when we come right back on this edition of the Sound Off on Sports podcast. Kentucky's very own Tyler Booth coming to the Mountain Arts Center February 26th. The modern voice and booming outlaw sound, Tyler Booth. Grab the rain. With special guest Clark Sexton. I've been longing for those evenings. Tyler Booth and Clark Sexton. Hey y'all, it's Tyler Booth here, and I'll see you at the Mountain Arts Center February the 26th. Tickets started $21 and are available at MacArts.com. It's going to be fun. I can't wait to see y'all. When you need to know about your medications, it's important to know your pharmacist. Wes Howard, Tiffany Jacobs, John Newsom, and Terry Castle and Howard Family Pharmacy, your community health mart pharmacy, will always take time for you. And it's more convenient now than ever to fill your prescriptions. Simply use their free mobile app or log on to howardfamilypharmacy.com. Quality care and service, where it's always about family. That's Howard Family Pharmacy of Allen and Eastern. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care. Back on this edition of the Sound Off on Sports podcast tonight, I'm Jamie Johnson, Byron Hall with you tonight. We appreciate you uh, logging on and checking it out, whether you watch the recorded version later or download the version off of uh, Spotify or iTunes, Google, or on WMDJFM.com. We appreciate that tonight. And saw this this morning. Did you get a chance to see this article? Did you get, did you get, I got it read through it, yeah. Okay, so you sped read it. I, I, kinda, got, I got a glance through it. I got the gist of it. Yeah, he's he's doing this, you know. Okay. I read it. Okay, all right. Yeah. I got you. So an article was written, and this is a website called Your Sports Edge, and it's out in uh, Katie's, Kentucky. Katie's, you ever been to Katie's, Kentucky? Maybe I haven't. I it's where, where where is it exactly? Beyond Owensboro. I've been out that way. Beyond Henderson, and and that way on out. On out yonder way. I mean, I've been all the way to Paducah to play baseball, so I don't know. Yeah, it ain't that far. I probably it's dro- almost that far. We probably drove through it then. Probably did. A little town <laughs> out that way. But uh, this, it's it operated by a, a radio station out there, a radio group, and they do a tremendous job with covering their local high school sports in several counties in their area. They do an outstanding right. job. And on that is Larry Vaught, who – has written articles on UK basketball and UK football and all UK sports for many years uh, for the Danville Advocate, then was uh, cut from that uh, due to newspapers not making any money because nobody buys them anymore and that kind of thing. So, But he's found a home on the digital side mm-hmm. putting out articles, and he had a guest uh, writer, and I apologize, his name slips me here, but wrote this article and you can find it on your sports edge. Just click on vault views and read it for yourself. But I'm going to read some of this tonight and it talks about the all a classic, right? The all a classic is this week. Uh, the girls got started today. Boys start tomorrow. Potvo is the 15th region representative and they're actually the number one rated team. In and according to the, uh, back to the newspaper here, the, uh, Dave Cantrell ratings. Remember, looking at the Cantrell ratings yeah. every week, you know, yeah. for your team and uh, that kind of thing. Um, and it was based off of their secret formula of how they rank uh, teams and stuff. But uh, Pavel was number one in the field, girls and boys. That's, uh, that's pretty, pretty impressive. Pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, and they're a top 25 team in the AP ratings right now amongst AP voters. So, uh, and and listen, they're both pretty dominant. We've seen every dominant team. We've seen, we've seen the best of the best. 
in the 15th region now. I think so. I think after seeing Belfry last night, we've seen every top boys team. Yeah. And we've seen every top girls team. So um, I'm trying to think. They're there. I'm trying to think we missed anybody. I don't think we have. I think we've seen about everybody, uh, especially on the boys' side for sure. You've seen Martin County. Yeah, well. They're kind of they're a wild card, I think. Yeah, they're kind of a wild card. Um, but, but we're getting off track here. <laughs> but anyway, it talks about the all-A, and the article says, with that comes this. It's time for the KHSAA to make the right choice and go to classes for all sports not currently in classes. Leave football, track, cross-country as is, but go for four classes for basketball, baseball, softball, etc. And then he dives and cuts you a little bit here. <laughs> the era of Cuba High and Car Creek passed long ago. Occasionally, a Paintsville or a Hazard might catch lightning in a bottle. Even the last small school to win a Sweet 16, Shelby Valley, is it really a small school? They have over 550 students. Again, this is not my words. This is the words of the article of the author. Imagine the excitement that would consume some areas if there were multiple teams competing for a state title. Yeah. So okay, I, I'm listening. Got I, I got my me. attention. But I see where he's going here. He's, I see where he's going. He's looking at the football side of things. Yeah. Where you have the, the, the mini classes and all the individual championships. But, and that's where my mind was going with this. But I wanted to stay with it because I want to be open minded. Okay. Eastern Kentucky was a buzz a couple of years ago when four teams vied for a state football title. Well, then I'm going, I just was thinking that. We're going to turn it into football. What would it be like if Buckhorn? Hazard and Perry Central were all playing for a title and the right to possibly play each other for the Sweet 16 title. And I went, okay, so Perry's 4 or 5A, yeah. you know, 4A, I think. Hazard and Buckhorn would probably be the same. They're both in the same category. How was this cat talking about? Does he think yeah. Hazard's big? So then I, now I'm like, oh, you know. Right, But then he makes the argument, and he goes on, and he says, attendance is dwindling for the Sweet 16. That's no secret, man. He's right. He is right. The generation that planned their vacation around the Sweet 16 has gone away. Fans have grown tired of the predictability of the event. In the past 10 seasons, in boys' play, and he uses some Western Kentucky teams here, and he's, he's not wrong, Bowling Green, Warren Central have won the fourth region in the past 10 seasons, one of those two teams. That's the region that they're kind of right. hanging out in. In that same time frame, Scott County has gone 60% of the time, McCracken County 40% of the time, Trinity 50% of the time, Not County Central has gone 50% of the time. Well, those are those are numbers he's manipulated a little bit here. Because, you, okay, they won – but you had multiple different teams fighting to get there as right. well in the regional quarterfinals and, and but finals. Still, but he kind of downplays regional tournaments and district tournaments. Right. Okay. He gets to, I'll get to that in a minute. He says last season, 76% of all girls' district tournament games statewide were decided by 20 points or more. So he's kind of <laughs> saying the district doesn't matter. Right. What did we say the other day? 
coming back from Lawrence County. Oh, talking about uh, talking about districts and districts and region, uh, and you know it. What was we said? Three, three five team districts. There's 15 but, teams in the in the right. region. Split it into three five team districts. That's that, what, that was your idea. That was my idea. And Somehow figure that out. And the reason we you said that was because we both agreed that the interest in district tournaments here just isn't the way it used to be. Uh, when you had the uh, here locally in good old Floco, when you had four Floyd County teams, it still meant a lot. Yeah, it had that. We all wanted to get together. You want to go district tournament. You want to get the T-shirts made. Didn't matter what anybody else thought about it. We right. we always made a big deal about the district tournament in Floyd County in the fifty eighth, and then you make it unequal and you have to bring in a team and they they pass two or three schools to get here. It and it's no offense to them. It just now it just doesn't have that same feel. No, but I think uh, they are becoming a villain that everybody would like. That everybody kind of don't like. The other three can get a rally around and say, well, somebody beat them. <laughs> somebody beat those guys. You know, I, you're right. But, I mean, that's that's a credit to where they've gone and, you know, the talent. Well, they're good. They are good. And that's what I'm saying. You know, I don't mind having good talent in in our district to challenge our, our kids to step up and, you know, be a better version than what they are. Right. So, but, you know. Inside the district tournament just kind of has lost its feeling. Yeah. Pike County is not as big of a deal as it used to be when you had so many different schools, you know, the Mullinses and John Streets and Millards and Fed Streets of the world. Uh, consolidation has really cut down on what district basketball tournaments used to be. You don't have So the, maybe he's on to something here. Well, you don't have the communities that you had either. Yeah, you don't have those community schools anymore. And, you know, it's, you know, for whatever consolidation, people moving – Mm-hmm. Here, or there, you know, communities ain't as big or aren't as big as they used to be, uh, for whatever reason. And it's, you know, it's, it's kind of lost its feel. And then you talk about, you know, we talk about the teams. You got six teams in Pike County. Almost four of them are guaranteed uh, to make it. Pretty much going to make it to make it to the regional tournament. That's kind of that's a tough sell sometimes. Yeah. So he goes on to say that nearly twenty percent of all boys regional tournament games were decided by 20 points or more. That's got to be first-round games. Well, I mean, mostly first-round games. Yeah. But he's saying a lot of those are blowouts. So he's even kind of downplaying. He wants to tear all that down. And his plan is to go to four classes. Class A would be up to 299 students. Class 2A, between 300 and 650. Okay. Class 3A would be 651 to 1060, and then on above that for Class 4A. And each class would have either 69 or 70 teams. So let's imagine, let's imagine our area here. You would have a split between a few teams in 3A, yeah, mostly 2A, and a few in 1A. Yeah, think about that for a minute. Yeah, you know, even the teams that are in the Class A tournament here or no, I would really be two A according to his model. Yeah, I think, and I think that used to be the kind of the numbers people kind of looked at too to dictate uh, what class you were. 
I mean, a, a true class A, and I, and I didn't have time to look up all the enrollment numbers. But if I had to guess true class A teams here, I'm starting with Phelps, maybe Jenkins. Yeah, Pottville and Paintsville. Well, I don't know about Pottville. I think so. I don't think their enrollment. I don't know about Paintsville. I'd have I to look that up. I don't think their enrollment is over 300. Well, it, but it's a limited amount of teams. So you would mostly have a lot of 2A. So, But, but and, just stick with the 1A. You got so you'd have four, maybe, maybe four. four, maybe four for the fifteenth region. Are you bringing the sixteenth, thirteenth, and twelfth? Well, it? that's as I turn the page. See, you didn't read all of it, did you? So as I turn the page, I, did, I didn't. I didn't see where he, <laughs> I didn't see where he classified. Each class would have four sections, right? Okay, so he. So you got your. Four classes with four sections or conferences. Okay. You got to go back to like the 70s to, re- and anybody who lived that time can be more talkative than I am about it. But a long time ago, there was a mountain football conference. Yeah. Okay. In the mountain football conference, you had anywhere from Paintsville to Wheelwright to Harlan to Lynch. That's a lot of reach. Yeah. Elkhorn City. You know, Pikeville, you had a group, a large group of teams were in the Mountain Football Conference. And to win that conference was a big deal. Yeah. And when you got to the playoff, you only played, I think, two games, two or three, to get to the state final. It was really maybe two. It was like a semifinal, and then, bam, you're going to the championship. So it it made it a whole lot quicker. Right. He kind of says the same thing here. He says, take the divisions called sections. You can call them regions. You can call them conferences. And he uses Class A schools in Western Kentucky. It can be called the Jackson Purchase Conference. The 2A teams can be the Kentucky Lake Conference. So he's using geographical. Yeah. Which I th- so you could have like the Jenny Wiley Conference. Right. Okay. You could have the Big Sandy Conference. You could have... Um, I don't know the right. Appalachian Conference, right? Fish Trap Lake Conference. I don't know. I mean, it's just, <laughs> I don't know. But it, you get what I'm. You get. Yeah. You get it. So you break all those up, and the winners of each of those sections in each class would go to Rupp Arena, right? Play for their own state tournament and play for their. So that would be four teams, right? So four teams go and play for a class title. The four section winners per class then go play for a Sweet Sixteen title. Right. Okay. So you would get your class championship and then get your chance to play for the all-state title. What do you think about all that? It's a compelling argument. Uh, you know, I it's, 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 I think the problem you're going to really run up against is the people who's like, oh, we've always done this. You know, what makes Kentucky unique, the Sweet 16. Right. And it, it is. It it's, makes it special. It makes it special. To know that, you know, let's say, you know, South Floyd made go to the regional tournament, you know, win the regional tournament, go play a state tournament. That's something pretty special to that community. It was special at the time and, when it happened. And, and to that school. I mean, it still meant something to people five years ago. I mean, yeah, and the school don't exist anymore. So, so you know, Allen Central the same way. Right. I mean, you still people talk about that 93, 94. And even all, and we have so much history here. In Floyd County, a lot of it's not recognized, which we that's an argument for another day. But 
you still talk about those teams. Yeah. There are still people that talk about those Maytown and Garrett, McDowell, Will Wright teams that did it. You made me say McDowell. Hey, you're anyway, welcome. Yeah. Anyway, they still talk about, but you know, he he says and he says those days are gone. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Those man. days are gone. I mean, he like I said, he makes a great argument about it. Uh, hey, Joe, I, Joe B. Hall passed away, you know, yeah. and he was a fixture at state tournament. Yeah. I and, can remember going. Oh, and he's and, there. And I, I was sitting right close to him and got, a, you know, kind of spoke to him for a minute once. And it was like, it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. That's Joe B. <laughs> when you go to a state tournament, if you go multiple times, you start to pick up that you see the same people. Yeah. At the tournament. And I bring up Joe B because I was watching a, a, a YouTube video of him talking and he says i love the sweet 16 because it's a family reunion it's the one time a year i get to see some people that love basketball like i do that are fans that are coaches that are former players that come back here even when their team isn't playing and they still come back and watch it and we get to say hi hello and you go when you got a pass you're back there in the back and you're eating in the um the the room back there where they got all the free food and ice cream it used to be really good then it got really bad but that's another story too but anyway <laughs> Never you're, you're back that there, part. <laughs> oh, it was fun i mean you're back there talking and you know you're mingling around other you know media people there and you know a lot of folks who had the the passes you know to the to the to the dinner the, the concession and everything the uh, hospitality this fog is killing me uh, hospitality passes you would get and that was you planned your vacation around it, yeah. just like you said. Where is that? Where is that future coming from? It's kind of going by the wayside. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, you don't. What What drew you there? We went because Dad went. We went because Papa went. Now, well, am I going? Still going to go? Or? Yeah, I used to go just with my friends. We'd, we'd go for a couple of days and watch all the games. And- what What's compelling to go to a state tournament as a fan? As a fan, as a fan. Why would you go? Yeah, right now I'd go watch. You know, I would think I would be going to watch some good, good basketball. See some of the best players in the state, maybe players. If North Laurel goes, oh, we gotta go watch Reed Shepard play. Yeah. See. Yeah. Where are those guys at? You you where where are those standout guys that you say? God, we gotta go watch Reed Shepard. Right. He's a UK commit. Oh wait, UK don't take players from the state. Reed's lucky he's getting there. He's getting there because he's a legacy. Yeah. Not that he doesn't belong. He does belong. <laughs> he definitely belongs to go to UK. Well, you're out, but out. they kind of strong arm. I think they think they strong arm Cal Perry to take him. That's all right. Look at Dante Allen. Kid scored some points last night. First time since Thanksgiving that he scored a bucket. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. give the kid a chance. You know, he can't get into a game. No, he's going to miss a shot and get yanked right back out. Yeah. He's going to go in there and he's going to flop anyway. He's got to see, yes, I know he can play through mistakes. He'll play with some confidence. Right. And then, and then the whole state comes down. They could they could have beat Mississippi State by 20 last night. And the whole the whole post game would have been, well, why didn't they let Dante play more? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know, if Ty Ty Washington ain't hurt, he ain't playing. Yeah, Ty Ty's not there. We need Dante. And that's the whole argument. So, I, I, I you got to have the players. Yeah. I think there's some parts about this article that he nails. Yeah. Okay. I think 
absolving district tournaments is probably a good thing. But I would probably keep my regions. Yeah. Okay? I'm not sold on going to the class system in basketball. That that part I'm not sold on. But of anything on this, I do think that maybe changing the way that we start the postseason and just have a regional set to where and this this goes back and I've had this opinion for a while though, is you go back to maybe the KHSAA makes a schedule or somebody makes a schedule every year, a commissioner of each region. Mm-hmm. To where you kind of do like the SEC does. Yeah. You know you're going to play a few teams home and home. And then you're going to play some of them just one time. Right. And you might even skip one or two. Depends on the size of the region. Yeah. I think in the 15th, it'd be nice to have them all. Play all but, your county games twice. Or if you Floyd County play all their county teams twice, everybody else at least once rotate home and away. So where you still have to make at least every other year you're going to a Lawrence County or a Phelps or, you know, an East Ridge or something, but then you're playing kind of your traditional teams. You're going to play them twice. Yeah. You know, Pottville would play Valley, and they would play East Ridge twice. Johnson Central Pines will play twice. Play twice. But, you might, but you're going to have to see Johnson Central at least once. Yeah. And that means even the teams that are struggling have to see the teams that are bigger. Here on a down year, sometimes it might not uh, be so bad. Yeah, you catch Johnson Central like I think they're down this year, somewhat. Mm-hmm. A little down. A little down. I don't think they're as down as everybody thought they might be. Yeah, I think you know football kind of they had a few they guys, had a few, little football hangover. Yeah, they had a little football hangover early on, and I think they're starting to uh, they're starting to round into shape a little <laughs> bit. They are. They are. Uh, they're looking. They're looking better and better, and you know that's always the team. You know, you're talking about people that win fifty percent, sixty percent of the time. Well, Johnson Central's that. Yeah, if he had done his homework a little deeper, he would have had. Well, Johnson Central went several, several times. Uh, Justin Allen just queued in here. I like that. Uh, we didn't. We didn't bring this up. Maybe putting the postseason tournament back in the high school gym. I. You know what. I, I, I can I, I can understand that because it does give you yeah. a better atmosphere. It's nothing against the Appalachian Wild Arena. Um, it's just maybe maybe it's time to revisit that now. Uh, I mean, there. I, I don't know. It's I mean, we listen. We we did the all a at UPI in quarantine. Okay. Oh, you talking? About this yeah, year. a few weeks ago. We watched the video feed and did the game on the radio by watching the video feed. So we saw the crowd. Yeah. There wasn't much of a crowd there. Uh, for the All-A. For the, all, for the boys All-A, there wasn't much of a crowd there. And the years that, you know, the last few years that I, I was uh, helping coach South Floyd, you know, with constant All-A team, it was not big crowds. You know, when we showed up and played, we, you know, we'd bring bring our fans. But, you know, the other team have a few fans. But there wasn't like a must-see thing. It wasn't must-see yeah. that a lot of extra people come in. Regional tournament, like the the big region here is coming up here three or four weeks. Right. You know, that draws in some fans. That draws in more people. That draws in more people. You don't see – you see half – you don't see half of those crowds sometimes at the All A anymore. No, uh, uh, the All A doesn't need to be at the Expo. The the year that we done 
They had to play a couple games at the UPAC gym on campus. Mm-hmm. I like I like that. I like the atmosphere in there. I felt like it was a, you know, I felt like you were on top of the court. Fans were on top of the court. Uh, it's just like a high school setting almost. Uh, just to, had the bigger floor. But but now his argument and Justin makes a good point. We've had this made too. Uh, pulling the big regional out though and going back to a gym. I like. How it. much would that help? Would that help with crowds, attendance, and things? I mean. I think I think it would. I think if you bring you know bring uh, basketball back to the communities, then you're going to see more people come out, and especially if that team's you know if you're that team in that community. Well, uh, here I'll, I'll make this little argument here. We're pretty deep into having that tournament there. It's been it's been over ten years, right? That's the tradition that these players and these kids know. That's their tradition. Right. And if you ask, I think if you ask any of the players that have participated in the regional tournament the past seven, eight years, yeah, I think they're going to tell you they would play there every year because that's their new tradition. And the kids that are currently playing, if you ask them, hey, you want to play the tournament at Johnson Central or you want to go to Pineville, they're going to say, take us to to the arena. Yeah. So I mean, I I think they want to play there. It means it's their new tradition. I think it means right or wrong. Yeah, I don't think it. Like kids now, you know, that has, don't know nothing about. How do these kids know it? That's what I'm saying. None they of them know, know nothing about it. Gym for a district or for a regional tournament. Uh, you know, they don't know nothing about that. This is their thing. This is the big thing. You know, and everybody kind of builds it up. Yeah, we're going to the Appalachian Wireless Arena. We make the regional tournament. That's that's a thing. It's what people want. Yeah, uh, they want to get there. They want to play on the big on the big arena. I think fans fans. If you polled fans, they'd say bring it back to the high schools. Yeah, but there's that age where if you're about twenty five, twenty seven years old, twenty eight years old, if you're about if you're under thirty, I guarantee you they're probably saying oh, let's play the play at the arena. Yeah, maybe. I, mean, I, I would say that, but a lot of different things. It just is there things that we should be changing? And then let's go to the shot clock real quick. All right. Okay. Because I've got about three minutes here. <laughs> Bart Williams was talking about the other night uh, on social media about uh, I, I, I've never left a game wishing we had a shot clock. And I, I tweeted back to him and I said, well, <laughs> you know, as a broadcaster, <laughs> I can tell you, <laughs> wouldn't mind seeing it sometimes because. It speeds up the pace of play. Right. It, uh, I think it just, it, it takes the strategy of the game. I mean, hold, holding the ball, and you've been involved in one of those Mexican standoffs, <laughs> holding the basketball to whenever something happens, and then we're going to go out. Uh, a 35-second shot clock, is that too much to ask on a high school level? I, I don't know. I don't mean, it, I could see it playing out. Uh, now, thir- I think, we, I think if you've got it agreed on, I think the time is going to be the issue. You say 35, I said 45 uh, to start off on. Okay. Uh, but, uh, you know, and I say 45 because if you can start it back, you can start with a big number. I mean, college didn't switch to 30 till It what? was 45 for a long time. It was 35. Right? It was 35, and now it's 30. And now it's 30. Yeah. So I think 45 is a good starting point. 
and you know you can gradually work it work it down. I don't know if the clock is as big of an issue as the person to run the clock. Uh, I, I think getting people, you know, in in place to sit at the scores table and run that clock because running a shot clock is not something simple to do. No, that's something that's totally one person's job. Right. And then you have a scorekeeper, and then you have you know the official book, and then you got a PA guy sometimes if you're lucky. Uh, it's hard to have a staff to do all that because they're they're doing it voluntarily. They're not getting paid. You know, I got paid one time for the fifty eighth. Pay them for concession. When I was years ago. <laughs> no, I got paid a little money. Well, well, well I mean, back in the day, this turn way back in the day. Like, <laughs> you know, I think mean, I think you know you do the district and regional tournaments, and you get a little bit of money. Yeah, you, yeah, it ain't much. I mean, you uh-huh. really just do it there because you're a fan. Right. But um, I think that's the biggest hassle with schools is just finding the staff to keep the shot clock. Right. So it's just one more person. <laughs> we went to some football games this year, and we had a substitute chain gang people come out, okay, in some places. We don't have to name where they were. But we had we had people come out of the stands. Well, there was one place they go on the PA. Remember that? Anybody anybody can run the train. We need to run the train. Remember that? Yeah. Where, I think I remember where we were at, but we were somewhere this year, and they actually made a PA announcement. We need somebody to run the chain midway through the game, okay? <laughs> so asking schools to add another staff person, that's going to be tough. Yeah. Most of the time it would be a parent of a player. Now, what if it was like, like this? Okay, so here's how you solve this. So I, I can, if, I'm not going to criticize it and not give you a solution. Right. So if I'm principal, if I'm if I'm Brooke, okay, I say, hey Byron, do you want to get off bus duty for the year? You're gonna look at me. <laughs> no more bus duty for Byron, but you have to come to every sporting event we do and run the clock. There you go. You'd be like, in. It has happened before. <laughs> See, you would do it. You would do that. You know that, that is. You could maybe you could find it that way. I mean, I, yeah. you know, all right. <laughs> So we'll come back and wrap things up tonight with the Hall of Fame, not the Hall of Infamy. Talking about some baseball. We'll come back and do that right after you hear this. When you need to know about your medications, it's important to know your pharmacist. Wes Howard, Tiffany Jacobs, John Newsom, and Terry Castle and Howard Family Pharmacy, your community health mart pharmacy, will always take time for you. And it's more convenient now than ever to fill your prescriptions. Simply use their free mobile app or log on to howardfamilypharmacy.com. Quality care and service, where it's always about family. That's Howard Family Pharmacy of Allen and Eastern. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care. Kentucky's very own Tyler Booth, coming to the Mountain Arts Center, February 26th. But I already got one. The modern voice and booming outlaw sound, Tyler Booth. Grab the rain. With special guest, Clark Sexton. I've been longing for those evenings. Tyler Booth and Clark Sexton. Hey y'all, it's Tyler Booth here, and I'll see you at the Mountain Arts Center, February the 26th. Tickets started $21 and are available at Mac arts.com it's gonna be fun i can't wait to see y'all back on the sound off on sports podcast and uh thank you coach coleman he makes a good point on this too about the shot clock uh also would have to train refs on rules of the shot clock what rules would be agreed upon reset to what you're right listen the running clock rule in football there needs to be a, a clinic on that 
here in our area because each school handles that differently. Well, all right. So let's let's just throw out one other thing, and I I know it's going to be it would be a hard ask, but you would have a fish an extra official come strictly to run the clocks. Woo. Hey, at least at least that would be consistency. Yeah, you. But they they're barely lucky enough to get three it. officials at a game right now. Oh yeah, and you need three on the floor. Yeah, you can't do it with two. Oh yeah, and then you're talking about doing <laughs> a football too. You're right, talking about football seven. even more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that's tough. That's that's a tough. I, ask. I mean, that's a tough ask. But and then the school is paying somebody more. Yeah. See, I'm talking about trading out. Bus, bus duty, duty for a yeah. I'm talking about trading out something here, you know, right? Um, a little different, but that, I, that'd but be a hardship maybe. But I mean, I'm just saying to run it right, an extra official. If you had an official assigned, one extra official assigned to run the game clock, and there's no fan, inter, you know, you're not asking mommy or daddy or uncle, and they're not doing the click on, click off, click on, yeah. click off trick. Not doing that. Not that I ever did that when I ran clock at Alice Lloyd for a Jim Buchanan game. But I mean, <laughs> anyway, uh, little stuff you pick up on, you know. Yeah, I know. But, yeah, you, you have somebody totally in there and do it right. Yeah. Right. Have, yeah, just one official sit there. Yeah. And and what you would do is if one of them, uh, if an official got hurt, they come over, take the place, official on the clock, goes out, fills in. So he's picking his guts out. He's up there picking his guts out, doing the play clock. Yep. Man, we're saying. Well, we've seen, this, we've seen that, we've seen that happen. <laughs> yeah. No, but, hey, back to the game clock. Listen, the, that roll that beautiful bean footage when you get to that 36 point mark you get to that 36 points in football roll it that thing doesn't need to stop for any reason except a timeout yeah or an injury timeout yeah roll it don't stop it at kickoff don't stop it if the ball goes out of bounds Roll it because at that point, especially in football, That's the rule. well, it's the rule, but no one wants to sit there through it. We've seen enough. Okay. <laughs> We've seen enough. Mercy. White flag it. White flag it. They're Roll throwing, it. It's just pretty much what the running clock is. They're throwing Some the people don't. I've throwing said, the flag. Listen, I might lost my mind earlier this year at, at a ball game at a certain place. I won't say where, but it's pretty close to here. And I'm going. Roll the clock, <laughs> run it. You know. Anyway, I do vividly remember that one. It's, that was, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you're so smart. You do it. Yourself. Listen, I'll give it to me, and I'll do this and run the clock. I can. I can. I probably could do it. Anyway, because once you roll it, you just roll it. Set it down. Turn. Turn it on. Set it down. It's rolling. You know. <laughs> White flag. Uh, all right. Um, we've had a good show tonight. And, uh, it's been all good. Right. All right. We're winding things down tonight. The Hall of Fame. It's the Hall of Fame in baseball. Is Baseball is the biggest Hall of Fame. Yeah. It's bigger than basketballs. It's bigger than footballs, pro football, college football, college basketball. I don't know if there is a college football Hall of Fame. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. So, I mean, but the baseball Hall of Fame is just like on another planet. Right. To the other ones. It, why? I don't know. I think I think it's because baseball, the statistics in baseball mean so much. Yeah. You know, you you can name the top three all time home run hitters. Yeah. Bonds. 
Ruth, Ruth Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Ruth. Ruth. You can name all three of them. Yeah, I would say Ruth in there. Okay, well, I would, but Bonds. But anyway, uh, you can people recite baseball statistics. If you're a baseball fan, you're probably a stat head. A little bit. Okay, I wish Josh were here for this. He had a sinus infection, and he's afraid I'll give him COVID. <laughs> he didn't get it though. He got lucky. Anyway, um, can you name the all-time points leader of the NBA? Kareem. Maybe. Is it still him? Yeah. Okay. Le- LeBron's got five more years to play. He'll get it. <sighs> okay. I think. Uh, I th- I th- I th- Steph Curry got the all-time three-point. I think. Shot, uh, score, I think scoring is Kareem and still Carl Malone. Carbon was pretty high. I yeah, he's two. Yeah, but I mean, there's probably people out there to say, "Oh, it's Michael Jordan." No, no, wasn't Jordan. He's about sixth. Yeah, he's not up there. Um, all-time three-point leader is Steph Curry now. Yeah, made threes. Yeah. Um, football. Who has the most uh, passing yards of all time? I think it's Brady now. But who was it before? Was it Manning or Breeze? See, we don't know. You kind of know the names, yeah. but it's not it's not like baseball. You know that you know the people. Right. It's 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 you know baseball. But I was looking at this this morning. There is a clear difference in the definitions of the words fame and infamous. Mm-hmm. One is defined as this well known for some bad quality or deed. Infamous. Well known for some bad quality or deed. I'm guessing if it was. The other definition for the other word is the state of being known or talked about by many people, especially on account of notable, notable achievement. Achievement. Okay. What we clearly have here between Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling, and even Pete Rose clearly lies in the definitions of those words. Yes. It is the hall of of fame but wait it's the hall of fame and museum that's the official title mm. so what do you do okay i'm and i'm pretty sure i'm i already know this answer but well what do you what would you do we're, we're gonna say these three people are not in right i mean well, they didn't get in boss that, didn't get in clemens didn't get in Schilling didn't get in Schilling's not a record holder or anything right uh, and Pete Rose is a record holder, and he's not in. Okay, right. but how what do ma- you do? How many of those things? How, how many of those accomplishments along the way has the Hall of Fame took from those three players? Say Bonds, Clemens, and Rose. That's sitting in that museum. Oh yeah. So you're there's game used material. There's balls and bats and uniforms and whatnot. So all that's good enough to put in the museum, but you can't put those three guys. In the Hall of Fame. But are they fame worthy? Back to the words. Yes. So they're worthy of being notable. Are they are. They're but but aren't they known for a bad quality or a deed? Are you telling me there's not players in the Hall of Fame? I'm not there yet. Okay. I'm not there yet. All right. I'm just asking you a question. All right. Are those guys you just mentioned not known for some bad quality or deed? Yes. They are. Yeah. So that trumps the fame. They're infamous. Mm -hmm. It's not the Hall of Infamous. Right. But it is a museum, and it is the Hall of Fame. It is not a church. And I have said this years, 
that they should be in. Yeah. But they can be in and not have a plaque. Their their records are there. Yeah. The story should be there. I've never been there. I want to go there. But, you know, you're right, Justin. Yes, they say baseball. Okay. 20, 30 years. Sosa, McGuire, Boz, they saved baseball from the strike. I was there. Oh, yeah. Listen, Justin, I went to Wrigley Field in the chase, the pursuit of 61, 62. I was, I went to Wrigley just to see Sammy Sosa. And I'm not a Cubs fan, but I wanted to see him. Right. Because he ran out on that field, man. He ran the right field, and the whole crowd went nuts. And, you know, it was just, it was great. Okay. 98. Never forget it. Doubleheader versus the Mets. But it's the hall. They're, they're infamous. Yeah. Okay. So, wait a minute. What about Rose? Rose achieved his record by sheer grit and hard work, didn't he? Yep. He didn't juice. Nope. Okay. He got all those hits for years oh, yeah. without betting on it. Yeah. So he can't be in that argument. But just like Schilling and just like Omar Vizquel, his off-field actions kind of break the character clause. And you know the character clause, Mm -hmm. right, that voters have to go in. There's been voters that vote for the Hall of Fame that stop voting because of that clause. They're done with it. They say it's not defined enough. I'm not going to be the person that says, well, Ty Cobb is in the Hall of Fame, and he was he was a, a ruffian. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not going to be the one that cast judgment on these guys. Right. So that goes back to what you were saying. Yeah. There's already scoundrels in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. There's already cheaters in the Hall of Fame. Look at David Ortiz. Ortiz gets, gets in. He loosely tested positive in a 2003 supposed to be anonymous test mm-hmm. and he tested positive yep but they the commissioner rob manford has went above and beyond to kind of douse that with with water to say well those tests really were inconclusive and that's it that's the only tie he's got yeah but he got in first try first try Pedro rodriguez is in there mike piazza's in there jeff bagwell's in there they all had that loose rumor about PEDs. I guess the difference is it was so loose with them, but you yeah. look at guys like Palmero and Bonds and Clemens, and it's just like, uh, shoot, what I, are we going to do? I, I forget. I forget what it was about Palmero. He was like one of the few people, five hundred home runs, three thousand hits. Yeah, he like, had a huge number. Some some other crazy yeah. you know, numbers, nowhere to be found. Ball, you talk about Barry Bonds, the all-time home run leader. Uh, before he even touched Juice, whatever, he was already on his way. He was on, yeah, he uh, was on his way. For whatever reasons, they did it. You know, did Cle- I think Clemens did it so he could prolong his career. I think Bonds did it to elevate his career. Yeah, you know, I think Bonds is worse than Clemens in, in terms of the use of it. Yeah. Um, and, and things, but look here. And I always, my argument always goes back to, you know what? There wasn't a dead set defining rule saying this is illegal. 
You cannot do this and play baseball. It was not. You're right. And, you know. But wait, kind right. of an unwritten thing that you need to be on a fair, even keel out there? or All right. And I'll go, all right, I'll go back to pitchers. Are they not trying to cut the ball? Are they not trying to I had that argument put, today with somebody. Put, put substance on the ball to get more bite? Uh, whatever you know. and they've been clearly doing it, putting tanning oil on baseballs and on your hat, and you know doing whatever they can to manipulate the ball to get a better break, and they finally put a stop to that this year. Yeah. So, but they've been letting it go on until it just absolutely got ridiculous. Yeah. And then they had to enforce their own rule. Yeah. But then you have the argument of well, you know, I had a friend on Facebook today, Bobby Varney. He said, just turn them loose with PEDs. Let them go. Let's just see how freakish they can be. Because, it, it, and he ain't wrong about this. We're, we're a society that loves blood and guts. <laughs> we all watch the NFL. Not one of us is wondering, hey, by the way, they don't do the, the, the mandatory uh, COVID testing right now. Did you know that? Yeah. They're not doing the COVID testing the weeks of the games. So trust me, no bingo is going to miss out on the conference championship this weekend. They're all playing. You know why? Because now it's time to play. Yeah. This is for the Super Bowl. We're not quarantining anybody. Okay? Nope. And the American public is going to love it. They don't care. They don't care. They want to watch it. Yep. Okay? Blood and guts goes as far back as the Roman Empire. We want to see the gladiator in the arena. That's it. Yeah, you want to see the guy. Can he survive? And you know what? You go back to you talk about Sosa and McGuire. I said, you know what? They deserve to be in the Hall of Fame solely on that 98 season. Hey. They saved baseball. They saved baseball. To me, they saved baseball. And that, that should put them in. To me, that, that should put them in right away. I, you know, now that it's over with, I actually was dreading seeing the vote because I thought they were going to get in. I thought Bonds and Clemens were going to get in. And all this time, for a long time now, I've always said they need to begin. They need to begin. Then we came right down to it. I was going, oh, how am I going to feel about that? Well, you know, Bonds also only man five hundred home runs, five hundred stolen bases. I guess I live in a fairy tale world. I want to believe that everybody's on the up and up. Yeah. I want to believe that everybody's doing their best to put their best foot forward and do the right thing and everything. Yeah, but then people were flawed. You know, including myself. I'm flawed, too. So, I mean, maybe I shouldn't be in a fantasy world when it comes to baseball. I should just oh, yeah. I, accept the fact that they're going to take amphetamines or take steroids or whatever, you know. Yeah, do you want to see those guys out there every day? You want to go? You want to pay your money to go see those guys and them not be there? It's the worst thing. It, you it, don't want to go. Sunday tickets to baseball games should be cheaper because – Guys take Sunday off on her, on a travel day. Sometimes, yeah. All the times. All the time. We've done it. We've went to Reds games and went to see Votto, and guess what? Votto took the day off today. Yeah. Well, great. You know? Hey, they scratched uh, They scratched the, the guy we wanted to see pitch. They're bringing up a guy from Louisville. Great. All what right. What we traveled three hours for. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> so, um, you know what? Those guys take stuff, be on the field. If you're in a pennant race. You know what? Are you are you going to take off if you're hurt? Are you going to take off game one one forty five and you're got a one game lead or a 
one game behind? No, you're going to stay in it. So you're going to do whatever you got to do. Whatever you got to do to be on that field. And I, you know, Kyle Farmer played the whole second half of the season last year for the Reds with broken ribs. Yeah. Because he finally had a chance to play shortstop every day. And made the most of it. He did. He did. And he played really hurt. And it didn't matter to him. <laughs> He's trying to make money for his family. I get it. Yeah. He's wasn't paid. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> like I said, they were. I, I mean, I think they should be in. Maybe not. I was all right with them not making the first couple, but four or five, I was kind of. They need to be in. So it wasn't going to hurt your feelings any for them to have a plaque. Would that plaque have to say that they were implicated in Balco and PDs? Would you put. Would I, it have to be on there for, for bonds? Would it have to be on there that he was part of an investigation? Put an asterisk beside the numbers. But, I mean, in the in the writing of it, in the description of who he was as a player, wouldn't you put in there that, by the way, he kind of took, you know, he was implicated in a, in a scandal? Right. Would you list that on it? I mean, if there is, if that was a criteria that, you know, we're going to take all these guys out. It's part of it. You can't whitewash it away. And that's what you're doing by not putting them in the Hall of Fame. You're whitewashing their achievements away. Yeah. That's what you're doing. I mean, whatever you got to do. I mean, however you want to make yourself, uh, however they want to make themselves feel better about putting them in, but are you telling me they don't deserve to be in? It seems like you're being self-righteous by saying they shouldn't be in. I, you know, maybe, Because it is, see, I can argue both sides of this. I understand it. Uh, you could swing me both ways here because I'm like, mm. <laughs> The records are there. They happened. They happened without the rules in place. They happened, and baseball let it go. Okay? Yeah. But maybe there just should be – I don't think they deserve a plaque. That's the thing. Cause it, it, it's for fame, not for infamy. I don't think they need the plaque. We got Justin. They didn't put them in because they know Rose's arguments wouldn't really heat up. Uh, uh, Rose didn't uh, – let's see. I lost you there. Rose didn't affect the outcome. That's true. Uh, bonds and argument there. Uh, feel like it's, that's why they're not in because you know bonds did affect the game. I get it. Um, but again, that goes back to the character. Clause. Back to the thing to Rose though. He done it as a manager, right or wrong. Well, he may be betting on games as a player, but mostly as a manager. But the thing about Rose though is he finally admitted to it. And by the way, I wrote a book about it, so you go buy it. Pete, Pete, <laughs> Pete is uh, all about the dollar. Listen, Pete did it to himself. I mean, yeah. he finally comes clean about it, but says, by the way, I bought a book, go and buy it. But then also, you know, more stuff comes out that he was with underage girls and he was, you know, tax problems. And, you know, he kind of, he, he was, a, he turned into a scoundrel. <laughs> he, he wasn't that lovable guy anymore. Right. He turned into a scoundrel. So you're like, what do you do with the guy? Well, we just say, forget it. Some people say forget it, but he well, still achieved a record that would never be broken. Probably not. Well, I never say never. Broken. Never say never. But each year old broke it, but he did it in two different leagues. But that so it's not the same record, right? Yeah, you know, he did it in overseas and and here numbers combined, he did it, but that's not the same. Yeah, he's not the all time hits leader, but he's not the hit king. Um, but anyway, I I don't know. I think at the, when it comes right down to it, it is a museum, and maybe they deserve to be in there because, hey, 
It their, happened. Their it, numbers it's bad, but it happened. All right. Have have they went back and erased those numbers no. from any record book? Nope. And there's you go to the Hall of Fame, their names are there. The records are there. That, the the things you see, you know, the game paraphernalia is there, you know? Yeah. But they're not there. Their plaque ain't there. I mean, that, that's the only thing is their plaque is not there. And I think the difference is because they were infamous and not famous. Either way, I I, I think I finally swung myself to put them in. Yeah. I guess at the end of the day, I would put them in. Uh, but I'm telling you, that's why the that's my argument is the reason they're not there because right. they were infamous and not famous. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah, I get what you're saying. But right? I kind of I'm with you. I think you can't whitewash it. History is history. Unless you're just going to strike it from the record. You go back, Hank Aaron's the all-time leader. But you can't enforce a rule that wasn't in place during the during the pursuit of that record. That that too late now. Right. Yeah. That, that's that's my argument. That's too. why it makes it a, a great uh, topic for debate. This has been our Sound Off on Sports podcast tonight, and uh, hope you enjoyed it. Jamie Johnson and Byron Hall brought your way by the Mountain Arts Center and Howard Family Pharmacy. We're back in the gym on Friday. If it doesn't snow a foot, uh, shouldn't snow. It would be all right. It's Floyd County. We, we, we'll play ball. Uh, Bates Lane's COVID off all week, ain't they? Yeah, them and another school as well. And we're still playing ball. So, hey, sanitize the gym. We're playing a ball game. Well, I, th- I, th- I think uh, <laughs> I think what they came down to is uh, we're all getting it. staff members. Not enough staff members right, to right. cover. Well, we, to cover it. We better have about five or ten to cover the game. So we're going to make sure we got some people there to cover the game. <laughs> you know, that's all right. It's all right. Listen, it's all right. We're just going to live with it, you know. But we'll be there. Uh, Floyd Central, Betsy Lane will be there coming up on Friday. And we have more games next week. So hang tight. We'll take you through the high school basketball season. And we appreciate you logging on, watching tonight, sharing the video, and uh, downloading our audio version of the podcast. If anything you missed, you can download it on WMDJFM.com or subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, or Spotify. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Thanks for watching and downloading tonight.